Welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine, your hostess. This show is all about helping you build a sustainably profitable business while making an unbelievable impact on your world. Learn from my 20 years of experience and from my guests as we discuss their pricing challenges, failures, and successes. Pricing is a way of being or behaving in your business. My mission is to help you confidently charge for the value you deliver. Pricing is either hurting or helping your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. In this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, I sit down with Bethany Hawkins of Crackers and Soup LLC. She shares with us her pricing journey. At the beginning, how difficult it was to first set a price, not having a clue where to begin, and then later on realizing she hadn't accounted for all the costs she incurs in her business. How was she able to change and make adjustments to get where she is today? You're going to have to listen and find out. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Live with the Pricing Lady. I'm Janine Liston, your hostess. This show is all about helping small business owners like you be more sustainably profitable through better pricing practices. I teach you the skips, the strategies, tips, and skills (laughs) to help you build a stronger, more sustainable business. Welcome, everyone, and welcome to today's guest, Bethany Hawkins. Hi, Bethany. Hello, Janine. Thank you so much for having me on today. Yes, I'm so excited to have you. We both have great big smiles on our face because we've just been having a good time behind the scenes chit-chatting and laughing away. (laughs) So welcome to those of you who are watching us today. What I'd like to do to start this off is give you a couple of rapid fire questions so that we can get to know you a little bit better. So I'd like to start off by asking you, where are you joining us from today? So I am joining you from Massachusetts in the United States of the Americas. (laughs) Ah, Excellent. So it's morning time for you over there. It is 10 a.m. 10 a.m. Okay. So good morning. Good morning. (laughs) All right, Bethany, what would you describe as your superpower? My superpower is I can make a joke out of anything, even in the most like situations where some situations that I shouldn't, but I'm like, it's my coping mechanism. Did it? And then I'm like, Oh, yikes. (laughs) Yeah. There's a time and place for humor. I can imagine sometimes it doesn't always land, (laughs) but I mean, I think that's a humor can be used in so many different ways. So it's a great superpower to have. Thank Thank you. you. What's one interesting thing that most people don't know about you? Mm, This is such a dope question. I did not talk until I was like four or five. And my pediatrician at the time, he was very up to like the most knowledge for pediatrician stuff. And there was a question of whether or not I had autism. And Mm -hmm. that wasn't a buzzword when I was younger, because don't let this good skin fool you. I'm 44. (laughs) And after a while, he was just like, let's just see if she comes into her own. And Mm -hmm. I started talking. And now my whole profession is based on people talking. So the irony in me not talking and now paying my mortgage with talking isn't lost on me. 
We're making up for lost time. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I know every child develops on their own and yeah, I sure it's difficult sometimes to know when there's something wrong or not wrong, but uh, usually when they can, they come into it in their own at some point. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do and the value that clients get from working with you? Such a great question. My company is called Crackers and Soup, and we create podcasts for people who historically have been quieted. The majority of my clientele are Black women, women of color, and if they are not women of color, they are allies of women of color. We allow them the opportunity to get their voice heard, either in regards to their business or in their passion project, and we put it all together for them. We do podcast management, we do podcast launching, and it ends up being from a client to contractor into like a family relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I love the podcast community in general. And then when you add that special target group that you work with, that special community that you work with into it, I'm sure it becomes quite the family along the way. Thank you for sharing. And in terms of the value that they get out of working with you, what is it that they can expect in terms of value? I love that. So it's an investment. It's mm -hmm. an investment to work with my company. It's an investment to work with us. So you invest in us and we invest in you. Only do you have the expertise of everything that my team and I bring to the table, mm -hmm. but you also have that relief and freedom from your podcast. As you know, podcasts are very time consuming. If it's done right, there's a lot of different moving parts. Yeah. And the value is my clients can go on vacation. One of my clients went to Jordan and she just uploaded her audio and she knew that it was taken care of. Right. One of my other clients, she's actually um, traveling to Poland t mm -hmm. today and mm. she is in the process of launching her podcast. And we had a meeting yesterday and she was like, everything is just so organized. I really don't have to worry. And because we take project management into consideration when we're launching our podcast, she's like, mm -hmm. everything is just there. Like, I don't have to question how to go about right. doing anything. We, we bring you through that process. So right. that's the value that they get out of it. And mm -hmm. I mean, they work with me. So clearly <laughs> everybody's winning. <laughs> they must have a good time for sure. <laughs> okay, excellent. So what I hear then is part of it is it's freeing up their time. It's freeing up their headspace from worry about this not being done and that not being done, but also helping them build their businesses and, and move forward in their business as well. Exactly. They Excellent. can keep their mental bandwidth for something else. Right. Exactly. I love it. Bethany, how did you become an entrepreneur? How did you start your own business? So I was in the criminal justice system for 18 and a half years. I have degrees in criminal justice. I have mm -hmm. certifications in paralegalism and paralegal studies. I had a lot of student loans and after 18 and a half years, I just was burnt out. Mm. I didn't want to work in that industry anymore, but I didn't want to just get another job. Prior to me starting my business, I had been introduced to podcasts and I completely and utterly fell in love with the conversations that were being had. The understanding that other people had my experience that weren't in my vicinity but it felt like that they were my family and that we were friends mm -hmm. because there was just, it was so relatable. I wanted to share that knowledge and those experiences with other people who are in my same situation that they were dealing with my regression. They mm -hmm. were dealing with offices where their voices 
weren't really heard. And I was fortunate because in the hierarchy of the office, it was the district attorney, it was the deputy district attorney, and then it was myself. For me to have felt like I really didn't have a voice or a place, and I was like the third of the highest people in the office, Mm -hmm. that is extreme. I decided that I didn't want another job. I didn't want to find myself in the same situation that I was in. Mm -hmm. I wanted to start and create my business, and I wanted to get voices like mine heard. I wanted to work with people who looked like me. I wanted to work with people who had the experiences like me. I wanted to highlight people's businesses. I had no idea what how to start a podcast at that right. time. I took courses. I took business courses. I went to YouTube University and just YouTubed a whole bunch of stuff until I really had <laughs> an understanding in a basic foundation of how to put a podcast together. And as they say, it's all crazy from the there. Rest of- Okay, very good. And what was it like for you when you first had to set a price for something? What was that experience like? It was horrifying. I had no idea what I was doing. And the courses, they talk about price setting. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, I'm just going to pull this number out of the air. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to make enough to cover my mortgage. Because Mm -hmm. the way that my husband and I divvy up bills is I pay for the mortgage, he pays for the inside of the house. (laughs) So I was like, I just need these particular bills that I'm responsible for paid. That's what I'm going to charge. If I Mm -hmm. get like three clients at this price point, I could pay my mortgage and a couple of my other bills. And then I'm good. Like who needs to eat, right? Like (laughs) eating's for the rich. (laughs) I'll just nibble on some grass. It'll be fine. (laughs) Clearly I was eating, (laughs) but it was horrifying to have to kind of, and everybody says, oh, price your value, price what you're worth, blah, 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 blah. Don't listen to those people, audience members. Don't listen Mm. to price with what you're worth. Do not wrap your worth into a financial dollar amount. Because if this business goes bust, I'm still worth more than the business could ever provide for me. Because I'm a whole being outside of my business. Yeah. And it just makes me cringe when people are like, not valuing who you are because you're not pricing that. No. And that's something that I had to learn through the process of actually owning a business. So when I started, I did not price correctly. So how did you recognize that? I was stressed. (laughs) I was exhausted. I was burnt out. It was like a visceral effect. I was like, Mm -hmm. I have all of these clients. Why aren't I making Mm -hmm. the financial demands that I think that I should be making? Mm -hmm. I'm not able to save. I also Mm -hmm. was so busy and I wanted to hire somebody to come in and help me. I wanted to hire mm-hmm. a team member I couldn't because of my prices were inappropriate. And I was like, this is like a hamster wheel. What am I doing? So then I started exploring the things and the attributes and the skills that I brought to the table and started mm-hmm. like pricing that out. All of these transferable skills that I have, all of the million dollar budgets that I had to do in the corporate world, all yeah. of the meetings and organization skills. Mm-hmm. I had all of these transferable skills that I wasn't allocating for financially. And then I started thinking of, well, my computer is an expense and my lights are an expense. 
And, you know, my heating, because again, I live in Massachusetts. I'm cold. We need heat. <laughs> I need body warmth. <laughs> that's an expense. All of those student loans that I was talking about, education, that's an expense. So I started inserting all of those particular price points, as well as anticipating me adding on team members. And that is kind of how I got to a price where I was able to onboard additional team members, onboard contractors. So now I have employees mm -hmm. and I have contractors right. all from figuring out how to price my packages appropriately for my business. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very important. I think that as people go through their pricing journey, they go through different levels and people who are math oriented will tend to start by calculating costs. Often people who are less comfortable with math will start with other things. But as people go through whichever journey they go on, wherever they start to where they're going, most people come to a point where they realize that they're not actually accounting for all the costs in their business. And that's so true. And it's important. Now, is the cost the thing that you should set your prices based upon? I would disagree with that in most cases. <laughs> but whatever price you do choose, you do have to make sure that you are profitable. Yeah. And I think that that's part of the point that you're making there. Correct? Absolutely. And I love what you said about people who are just <laughs> accustomed to mathematics and getting that price point, because yeah. I am not, I am a visionary. I mm -hmm. see things. And that is one of the things that makes me successful in my business and with my clients. I can mm -hmm. foresee the information that they're bringing to me and how they want their podcast to feel to them. And I can implement that. Right. As far as all of the data and the mathematics and the calculations, I'm like, oh, who needs that? You know who needs that? <laughs> business owners. <laughs> so that wraps into the mathematics and the price points and the costs that wraps into all of that. Right. What's been the most difficult thing for you when it comes to pricing in your business? I think knowing when to stop increasing your prices, because there is a very sweet spot where you can price so that the people that are your clientele that you're focusing and concentrating on mm -hmm. are going to be able to afford you. Right. And then there are the times when you want, you feel like you should increase your price, but it doesn't feel right for you. But there is like kind of that pressure. So tapping into myself, there was a time when I was going to increase our podcast management prices. And I had reached out to some of my clients and I had let them know, hey, this mm -hmm. it's going to increase at such and such a date. And then I was sitting with it and I was like... I don't think I want to do that. Right. And I met with one of the clients that I had reached out to and we were just, she was wrapping up her season and I always do an end of the season conversation and meeting. And I said to her, I said, I just want to let you know, I'm not going to increase my price. And she literally started crying and she said, I actually talked to my therapist about this because with the increase of price, it was going to make me have to choose a different podcast manager. Ugh. And I was like, oh my God. And I was heartbreaked because I love her. I love her podcast. Right. But in my heart of heart, I was just like, mm, I feel like that this is a good price. <laughs> this is like <laughs> what I want. And yeah. clearly it was what she wanted as well. So it just, yeah. without even having that conversation, 
it mm-hmm. ended up working out for the best. I mean, there is something to say, be said for intuition. You can't rely solely on intuition. At least that's my experience in pricing because most people's intuition is missing a few elements when it comes to either being profitable or pricing based on value. There's more to it than that, but there is absolutely something to be said for intuition. And like when I work with clients, a lot of times, especially when we're just adjusting prices kind of thing, what do you think you can do? They say something and then our job is to go about and make sure that that's possible for them. And if it's not, then we can always adjust that one way or the other. But I think that intuition is very important. And I think it's something you also develop as you go further along in your business as well. Absolutely. And there are other things that you can, that can bring your business revenue. It just doesn't have to be packaged points. It can be other things like speaking engagements, right. offer masterclasses. There are other opportunities to bring revenue in. It absolutely. just doesn't have to be those package price points. Yeah. Yeah. This is absolutely true. And I think for most businesses, having more than one revenue stream is an important part of the business model because we've all experienced once or twice, one revenue stream slowing down or drying up. Yeah. And, and so being able to have that flexibility to rely on other parts of the business when one isn't functioning the way that you want it to, I think is important to keep an overall profitability standpoint. Agreed. Yeah. What's been your biggest success in pricing? I think onboarding team members. (laughs) Because as I mentioned earlier, it was that bandwidth mentality where I was allowing my team members to work in their genius so I could focus and concentrate on my genius is bringing people to the company. That is discovery calls. That is the meetings that I have with my clients. In some aspects, that's working on their podcast, creating show notes and audio and doing all of the things that make a podcast function and not having to worry about emails and not having to worry about responding to people sliding in my DMs and not having to worry about graphics because my graphics were janky and sad. My graphic designer is the bomb.com. So I was like, Sherline, take all of these off my hands and not even have those little things like graphics is just right. like the hugest weight off my shoulder. And right. I he love does it. so much better than me. Like I know where my faults are. <laughs> I, I, love I love doing it. I have to give it to other people because I enjoy doing it so much. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so mm-hmm. dope. No, I was like, please take this, please. <laughs> please take this off my hands. I'm like, oh, here's a stick figure. Don't you love that for your cover heart? Isn't that amazing? No, it wasn't. So, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. That's funny. Let's start wrapping this up a bit. So what's one thing that you think that people should take away from our discussion today? I think that people should know when you start out in business, what your prices are, are not going to be what they're going to be in the very near future. Your experiences in entrepreneurship and creating this business and in creating this world, especially if you've never been in it before, are going to drive a lot of changes. So you have to be flexible in that growth and that experience, because that is going to help you be better. And that is going to help you price better. 
Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And recently I've had, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> quite a few people who were on the show or people who I spoke with who like, yeah, you know, finally had this, it occurred to me a few years into my business that my prices were actually going to have to change. And before that point, it had never even occurred to them that that was something that needed to happen, which of course, from my perspective, I'm like, how could you not? But of course, I come from a different world where that's what I was doing. So of course, I would understand that. There's plenty of other things like having to post multiple times a day on social media where I go, we have to do that. <laughs> Why? Why is this a thing? <laughs> but yeah, I think that accepting that your prices are going to need to change over time as you go forward in your business is an important part of growing your business. Yeah. Absolutely. Love it. What's the best business advice you've been given? Mm, best business advice. I think it's the best ad advice that I wasn't given, but that I give my team members and it's, I am fallible. Fallible. Okay. And if there is something that I've done or something that I've said that makes people feel badly or upset that I want them to come to me and share that with me and that it is a safe space to have these discussions. Right. So knowing that as a business owner that I am fallible and I want to create a safe space for the people that not only I work with, but that work with me is probably the most important thing that I've done for my business. Because there's a lot of vulnerability in podcasting and people don't realize that there is a lot of mind trash that can come up in that. And having them being able to bounce that information off of me and share that and us being able to work through it is something that I don't take lightly. Mm -hmm. You have to own that you're human and that you're going to make mistakes. Also, the best business advice, don't talk to everybody. Everybody is not your person. Everybody <laughs> is not your client. Don't just talk to everybody because those yeah. people that aren't your people, you will come to head and it's not going to be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like both of those. Both of those are very important. We all make mistakes. And I think I've said this before on the show. One of my biggest realizations was I thought that this was a career journey when I started a business, that it was all about my career. No, 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 no. It's a personal development journey. <laughs> it was a here's, shock to the system. It's here's like, tip number three. Get a good therapist. <laughs> because <laughs> A good therapist, man, will make your yeah. business just thrive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I love it. So one thing that I have to ask you, and it occurred to me as you were talking, why crackers in soup? <laughs> why is that what you call the business? Really curious. I get asked this all the time. So number one, I'm a total, like, I like to eat. Like, I know that I'm just like from the neck up, but there's a whole lot underneath of that neck. <laughs> Food is my whole jammy jam. And when I was trying to come up with the name of my business, I didn't at the time know any podcast terminology. Um, mm -hmm. Now I do. <laughs> and I didn't want to name it after myself because ugh, Bethany Hawkins company. Bleh. So I was kind of like at a loss. So at the yeah. time, my daughter, she was going through a soup phase, but she only would eat soup with crackers. And I was like, and one night she was like, Ma, can I have soup? Can I have soup? And I was like, look. You can have some soup, but you ate all the crackers. And she was like, but crackers make it better. And I was like, 
so that is the name of my company because ideally my client's podcast is the soup and we are the crackers that come in and just make it better. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now I understand. No, that's great. I love it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks for sharing that. (laughs) Okay. Two more questions for you. Is there a favorite book or tool you'd like to recommend to the audience? Mm, I love Asana. Okay. Asana is my project management tool for all of my podcasting for mm-hmm. my team members as far as books like business books or just like books to read for pleasure whatever you prefer I am recommending the silent patient to literally every single person who will come mm-hmm. into my vicinity I'm like you have to read this book it is so good it is like a mind thriller whammy and I am mm-hmm. all for it I love okay. reads so somebody put me in their book club I love to read <laughs> Okay, great. So we'll put links to both of those in the show notes. Now, the last question I have for you is where can people reach out to you if they'd like to find out more about how to work with you? People can find me at my website, www.crackersandsoup.com. There it has our packages, it has our prices, and it tells you how you can follow us on all of these internet streets. Okay, yeah. And we'll put that link and other links to connect with Bethany in the show notes as well, everyone, so that you have those if you would like to get in touch with Bethany. Thank you so much, Bethany, for joining me on the show today. It was a real pleasure talking with you and understanding, learning more about your pricing journey. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Yeah. So everyone, that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining us. Before I go, a couple of things for you. First of all, in about three weeks from now, so if you're listening to us live, that will be October 25th, 26th, we have a web class on is it time to raise your prices and how to do it effectively. You can join me for that. It would be our pleasure to have you. If you'd like to find out more about how to work with me, you can always head on over to thepricinglady.com and book a call with me there. That's all for today, folks. Have a great time. And as always, enjoy pricing, everyone. Thank you for listening to this episode of Live with the Pricing Lady, the podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, rate, review, and subscribe to it, then share it with your friends and colleagues. I love hearing back from you listeners. If you've got comments, questions, or topic ideas, go on over to thepricinglady.com and contact me there. Not sure where to start when it comes to improving pricing and profits? At thepricinglady.com, you can download a copy of my self-assessment pricing scorecard. Find out where it's going well and where you can begin improving or just simply book a discovery call with me. There we can discuss what's up with pricing in your business and how I might be able to help you. Thanks once again for joining. Remember, pricing can hurt or help your business. Let's make sure it's helping you reach your dreams. See you next time. And as always, enjoy pricing.